Okay, we continue to learn. Ben Avram, David. And we're going to continue to have Yehudit Batsara in mind, Betoch Shachol Yisrael, and all the other Cholim that need Erev Shlema. And also, um, as I'm sure many of you heard, that there was a, a, a pretty a devastating loss uh, this morning, early this morning, of a friend of mine uh, from, any, from, from a while back, a brother of someone from the Dagan who was nifter this morning, young guy, Arab Shalom Tzvi Ben Moshe. So I wanted to be Lilui Nishmato as well. And Beza Hashem Barach. We should all be sealed, 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 sealed with Sefer Chaim Tovim, Bezrat Hashem. So, I want to speak about something, I want to learn something very, very, very clear, very barur, that addresses anyone that's in the, in the hype of Aseret Tshuva, and definitely, when approaching Yom Kippur, there's this tremendous, there's always a tremendous amount of anxiety. Not just anxiety, how will I get through the fast, and how will the fast get through me? But there's an anxiety of, was I really, is it, is it, is it really going to be a Yom Kippur? Is it really mechaven ala matara? Meaning, am I going through this washing machine? Is it working? Did, did it work? And really, does the Rebbeinu really, really forgive me? Am I really, really forgiven? And these thoughts, <coughs> these anxious thoughts, can quite often steer a person away what, from what the Nekuda of Yom Kippur is really, really all about. Like the Bilvavi does with almost every single thing that we've approached, he takes us to the inside Nekuda of what every Shabbos and Yantav and Parsha is all about. And I think that this piece is a, is a very optimistic piece. I'm actually very optimistic about it. I'm very, uh, I'm very excited to learn this piece. Are there more pages? Oh, perfect, perfect, perfect. So I'm actually very excited to learn this piece. When I was going over it a little bit yesterday, uh, last night, I was like, I, it says, mamash for me, mamash for me. I hope you feel like that every time we come and learn you, that I, whatever, I, whatever I'm sharing is for me too. It's not just information to give over. If I didn't feel like it was for me, I, I hope I never would, would feel that, uh, you know, have the chutzpah to just give it over. But this one especially. And this one is, go, is going into Yom Kippur with a much deeper understanding of what am I standing in front of, what am I going into, and what do I hope to come out with. That's really the, the, the nikuda. And the, Yom Kippur is one big mikvah. Yom Kippur is a tahara. It's purification. It's a day of a, it's a, day of a mikvah. Now, that scene, that feels beautiful. A few years ago, my next-door neighbor, when he was coming home from shul, he, looked, he, had, he had a glow on him. I said to him, what, I said to him, what happened? He's like, like taking your car out of the, out of the, uh, you know how exciting it is when you're in a in a car wash, like taking your car that last like brush off, right? That feeling of right when you come out, like taking your car, taking your neshama and, and that la- and the soap, although the neshama never gets blemished. That's that's another Indian, but whatever it is, our experience of this world, just being clean, just being clean. This it's, it's a tahara, it's a mikvah, and the thing is like this. That when it comes to tahara, we have dinim of tahara. We have, we have laws of how tahara works. How does purification work? And everyone knows that when it comes to purifying ourselves physically, you have to fully be immersed. You have to fully be in something. So how do we fully be in the mikvah of Yom Kippur? Because 
according to the din, if even one hair is not in the water, no, it's not, you're not taller. So how, do you, how are we going to deal with... Wait, what, so what does that mean by Yom Kippur? I have to fully, fully be in Yom Kippur in order for Tahara to take place. And again, that could be very... Uh, I don't know. That could be very... Um, just fill you with... The, uh? Intimidating, distracting also, really, in the Pneumius. Yeah, intimidating, scary, and also, like, prevent us from really feeling, well, I don't, you know, if, it's, if, it's, if I have to be fully in the mikvah, and I know that I don't know anything, really, about the Pneumius of Yom Kippur, how could I say that it really works? So I want us to look at today the Pneumius of what it means to be in the mikvah of Yom Kippur, so that we can feel, with bitachon, it's not like Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur with the Yom Adin, where it's like, the first day is such a heavy din, second day is a lighter din. This second, this Yom Kippur is a different Indian, it, it, even though it's true. The way I approach the din aspect of Yom Kippur is very, very different than Rosh Hashanah. Very, very different. And there's a simcha, there's a simcha in the air. I didn't realize it until I was much older that no. Yom Kippur is a very happy day. It's a very, very happy day. Growing up, I always felt it was very, very much on Shpilka's. Till the end, I have to be as serious as possible to know if Hashem forgives me or not. As if you could ever know that. You know, as if <laughs> you walk out and like, yep, echatemun, you know? Yep, I could say I have a V, you know? So let's look inside the Bilvavi and let's see, let's see what he does. And, and it's, a, it's a short piece, but there's a lot in here. A lot. Mamash, mamash, a lot in here. Rega echad one moment of purification. We're right before this holy day, Yom Kippur. It's a time of purification. Like it says in the Pasuk, Before Hashem, you shall become pure. Rabbi Akiva says, Praiseworthy are you, Am Yisrael. <coughs> Sorry, before who, before who are you becoming pure? Who, who is purifying you, your Father in heaven? I will sprinkle upon you pure water and you will become pure. The mikvah of Am Yisrael is Hashem. A mikvah can, in this world, it's someone that's tameh, becomes purified through a mikvah. I'm sure you're familiar with these words and definitely with the song as well. So Hashem is our mikvah. Hashem is our mikvah. Yom Kippur is us going to the mikvah. What's the mikvah? Mikvah is Hashem. So he says, let's look at what the Rabbi Akiva just said. What does it mean this? What does it mean that Hashem is our mikvah? And what does it mean that He'll sprinkle upon us water? What do all these inyanim mean? What do these things mean? Nisbonen me'at badvarnim. We're going to look a little bit in, the, in, in, in these words. I don't, I don't think... Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. 
בשעה טובה. נזמון אין מעט בדברים. האדמו"ר מקוצק, אה, יקרוץ בקוצק הרבה. האדמו"ר מקוצק, חוסי יגן עלינו היה אומר, שאף על פי שבכל התורה כולה נאמר דין של רובו ככולו, אבל במקווה אין דין של רובו ככולו. This is good, we're going to learn something really פלישק today. That means like, בשרי, something we can really dig into. There's a halachic concept that's called רובו ככולו. The majority of something, if it's happening, it's as if the whole thing is happening. For like what? It's coming up very soon. What would we do? Very good. Sukkah is ruba kechula. If most of you is in the sukkah, all of you is in the sukkah. What else is there? Ruba kechula. A little bit different. It's, it's similar, but it's a little bit different. It's not exactly that. What else would you think would be ruba kechula? Huh? When it comes to the sheer of how much you have to drink out of Kiddush. Very good. Now, the Kotzke Rebbe says, great, we have a din of rubo kechulo when it comes to being yotze something. The most of me has to be in it to be considered that I'm in it. Sorry, doesn't work with mikvah. With tahara, there's no such thing as rubo kechulo 51% of me is in the water, it's considered I'm in. 99% of me is in the water, it's, no. There's no, the Kotzker Rebbe says, when it comes to tahara, and this is a very extreme like, statement, but it's a pashat of the halacha, it's a halachic analysis, it's either all or nothing. That's, the, that's really what he's saying. When it comes to tahara, it's either all or nothing. That's what we were saying before that you got to be all in in Yom Kippur. Because you're either all in, or you're nothing. You're not, you know, Reb Shlomo used to say, no one says they're a little bit pregnant. You're either pregnant or you're not pregnant. It's the same thing. So you're either all, when it comes to these inyanim of purification, you're either all in, or, or nothing at all. It doesn't count at all. So that's even more pressure, it seems like. Because if mikvah, if Yom Kippur is a mikvah, that means I have to be fully, fully in Yom Kippur. But you already know that I wouldn't, ble- God bless you, I wouldn't learn a piece with you which shows us how we don't stand a chance to fulfill it, right? So let's see what he's going to tell us. Madua, why is this? Ki b'makom sheyish nodin la'asot davar, nitan la'agdir sherubo kechulo. Ava b'mikvah she'adin she'ye kulo betoch ha'mayim, כאן לא שייך דין רובו ככולו, כי עד כמה שאומרים שהדין הוא כולו, הרי כשישנו רק רוב, חסר בעצם הדין כולו. Meaning, in certain instances, I could say that I don't have to fully be in something to be יוצאת, like we saw the sukkah, or like we saw with Kiddush, and other places as well. But because the din of mikvah is to be in it, There is no mitziyut of not being in it. Do you understand? There is no reality of saying, part of me is in it and that's enough. Because the din itself says, I have to be completely immersed in the water. So therefore, the halacha of rubo kechula wouldn't apply to mikvah. Now I know what people are thinking right now. Sukkah should be the same thing, right? Shouldn't sukkah be the same thing? 
Obviously, it's going to ruin all our vorts we have for sukkahs because we always say there are three mitzvahs that your whole body does, right? What are the three mitzvahs that a whole body does? Mikvah, sukkah, Eretz Yisrael, right? But I guess, like, oh, with, I guess Eretz Yisrael is probably like a mikvah. Because I don't want to say rubo kechulo about Eretz Yisrael because then I can justify giving away land and God forbid not, not you know, not con- saying it's okay, I don't need all of Eretz Yisrael. Rubo kechulo, chas v'shon, God forbid. But by sukkah we do have this din. To understand why it applies for sukkah, you have to learn inside Hilchah's sukkah uh, quite clearly. I, I think I shared with you a few years ago, my brother-in-law, one year, was able to do all these three mitzvahs at once. He built a tiny sukkah on top of a mikvah. Remember the old apartment? Tanya's husband. He had a little sukkah on top of a mikvah in Eretz Yisrael. <laughs> this is amazing, amazing thing. Okay, Zohar Daras. Let's let's nit bonen be'omkam shel dvarim. The bottom of the page. Mevuar kan bedivrei akotzke shebedin taras a mikvah b'mashal. Like we said before, what the Kotzker is teaching us is that when it comes to the purity of a mikvah, even if one hair is not in the mikvah, the person is not tahar, imken, gamba nimshal, so it would also be in the nimshal. Shel afa kadosh baruchu metaris Yisrael, with the mikvah of Hashem. Im chaserla nekuda achat shel tahara, if one nekuda of purity, of purification, is missing, chaser b'taharat yom kippurim, then your yom kippur is not a yom kippur. Now, usually we try to make ourselves feel good throughout the year by saying a little bit is also good, a little bit is also good, and we try to encourage ourselves to make a big deal out of the small, the small improvements, and the small moments of awakening that we act upon. Even if we don't act upon it, just thinking about, thinking a little bit holier, we always make, we try to make a big deal out of it. But it seems here about Yom Kippur that we could try to make you feel really good about a lot of different pieces of the puzzle. But unless you're in, it doesn't work. Yom Kippur is a different day. It just doesn't work like this. It's got to be a completely different mindset of what that means. So like the Bilbavi is going to address the anxiety now. Vadai, the other side. This is, wow, this is pretty difficult right now. Why? Because we know that as much as we may try, any man, any man or woman tries to fix themselves, who could say they fix themselves completely? Who could say they're fully in the, in the fixing? Like they fully transformed completely, a, a total 180 when needed. That Moshe Rabbeinu, he came to anger, he came to make a mistake. Moshe Rabbeinu. You can see where he's referring to, right? According to the quote. Hitting the rock, nachon. So even Moshe Rabbeinu, can you say about him that he lived life fully in a mikvah always? Gamken lo. Is it humanly possible for anyone to live their life fully in the mikvah? Be completely immersed? Huh? No, <laughs> I'm talking. 
Oh, you would drown, you would drown, right, you would drown. What? Nachon, nachon. So we're going to try to understand. So what, does, so what does it mean to be fully immersed in the mikvah of Yom Kippur? Very good. <laughs> Which word? Always. In, in what line? You're fully immersed in the mikvah. You're fully immersed in the mikvah of Yom Kippur, right? That we're not part of, that we're not exempting anyone from. But isn't it like Yom Kippur's happening no matter what? Meaning, if your conscious you're in it, your mind's in it, no matter what, it's here and it's happening, and you're going through it. If you tap into it or don't tap into it, it's happening. So many, many times, this author, this this author, this Rav, the Bilvavi addresses what you just said. <clears throat> Shabbos is either happening, Shabbos is happening whether you're keeping Shabbos or not. Hashem's mitziyut is happening whether you're feeling it or not. But wouldn't you do anything you can to tap into it, to, to what's happening? And we're going to see at the end of, it, of today's shir exactly what you just said. Mamash, that's the nikuda. But we have to do a little bit of work to get to the place that you're speaking about right now. Barur Imkain, second paragraph, so it's clear. When we say that a person has to be fully immersed in Yom Kippur, we're not referring to this Indian of we have to be perfect. Even though we kind of, we kind of play a role of perfect. You know, we, kind of, <clears throat> we look kind of perfect. We're all dressed in white. We're all, you know, we're all doing things that are kiviyachol, <coughs> like angels or like the Kohen Gadol, it seems like the Mahalach is of perfection. That's not what the day is about either. En kaze davar babriya. There's no such thing like this in creation, Bichlam. Kulanu nivra'im. We're all creatures. Barei chesronot. That have lackings. So the, I feel like what he's saying here, he's calling out this whole Mahalach, bless you, this whole Mahalach of people saying... Yom Kippur is about this, like, everything or nothing kind of thing in the wrong way. We also say Yom Kippur is everything or nothing, but we want to do it in, we want to explain it in a holy way. We want to explain it in the right way. So what is the meaning when we say that in order for a person to be pure, bless you, they have to completely immerse themselves into the purity of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. What type of the all of you can you immerse in? You understand the question? What does it mean that Kulo, not Rubo, but Kulo, the all of you is immersed in the mikvah of Yom Kippur. Let's understand what this means a bit better. Because we still need tahara to be in effect. Now, what Batsheva said is true. It's happening whether we like it or not. Itzumo shel yom The day itself provides the spiritual energy that these things are happening whether we like it or not. But how many times have we left Yom Kippur Hopefully not that many, but I'm sure there are moments, there have been years, and I'm sure there still are places in the world where people feel Yom Kippur and they're not with that smile of, like that, my neighbor with 
wow, like the shampoo leaving the, leaving the car wash. Wouldn't we want to tap into what it's really all about so that we could feel it? It's a gift. It's free to everyone if you just tap into it. And that's why he's asking, What type of the all of you can a person put in there? It kol ma'asim? It kol ha'midot? It kol ha'mechshavot? What, all my actions become pure? All my midos become pure? All my machshavot become pure? And that's, by the way, the biggest satan on Yom Kippur. Just when you're standing there, and it's either kol nidre, or it's berosh hashanah yikasevim to me, or when it's or it's tefillat niila Hashem elokim, brother other side comes to our minds and starts messing with us like it's no one's business. So he's saying, and this is a great line. He's saying, Of course you can't. You can't take all of your thoughts. You can't take all of your actions and say these are now all fully holy. They're in the mikvah right now. No person can say such a thing. That's not the point of creation either. And like you were saying, it's impossible. It's not, it's not even the Indian. Makem. So what is the Indian? So it's amazing. What's that? Let's see how he develops that. That's, of course, that's the begadol answer. Let's see how he develops this. Gesundte to everybody today. <laughs> Gam, it says it's good mazel. Is that good mazel? Let's just say it's good mazel. Uh, sneezing on the truth. Sneezing on the truth. Gam b'mashal. So so too with the mashal. Now listen to this. This is so deep. This is mamash like. This is so so deep. It also explains why the days between Yom Kippur and Sukkot are so holy. Listen to this. Gam b'mashal. Kasher haAdam nichnas lemikve. This is so deep. When is a person pure? When they leave the mikvah. When you're in the water, are you pure? You're nothing. You're cleansing. You're in a process. The state of purity is when you come out of the mikvah. It's also one of the reasons that there's, there's four days between Yom Kippur and Sukkot, right? You know what it's called? You know what those days are called, right? There's a name. It's called God's Numen, God's name. Every day is Yud, K, Vav, K. So we, we could have all shear on it in a reality where our kids aren't home between Yom Kippur and Sukkot, but it, maybe we'll do it on Shabbos next week. It's these days of, of Tahara, out of the mikvah. When you're in the mikvah, the, uh, halachically, that's not considered being in a pure state. That's a process. That's a means to get to purity. So that already changes our understanding of what tahara really is. So look here. For instance, again, when you're in the car wash, while those things suddenly start coming on top of you and it's exciting, it's also a little bit, you know, sometimes if you don't know really what's going on, where it's going to come out to you, it's, it's a little bit nerve-wracking. I've had deep, deep Hispodidu sessions going through that, going through those. Uh, and in Israel, there's such kamtsanim, it's like 30 seconds. You know, in the States, it's a little bit longer, the, the whole process of going, taking your car through the car. Here, it's Mamash, there's that place by Gan Saker I go to sometimes. And it's like a, it's like a, a minute thrill, but deep Hispodidu, right? 
But the cleanse, I'm only clean when I come out. Like, tahara is when I come out, okay? So now let's see what he does with this. Vare pashuta davar. Sheadam lo tamid zahava. He said what you just said. Always. No, a person's not, never always in the water. Ela shlav At a certain point we come out of the water. Ha-knisa ina knisa kvua. Going into it is not a permanent... As much as you'd say, I love, I love how people say, Yom Kippur was so high, I felt like, you know, we could have fasted for another 20 hours. That's easy when you only have to fast for a day, right? If you had to keep on going, I don't know how much you'd say, I could have continued this for 30 days. Maybe some big neshamas are. When we're in it, of course it feels like it, but that's not the point. The point of life, if Hashem wanted us to live in Yom Kippur, He would have never created us in the first place. That's not the purpose of this world, but it's to realize what Yom Kippur provides for us. Ader Rabbe, im yikanes be'ofen kavu aratoch ha'mayim, en lemaaseu shem tahara. Even the, it's amazing, halachically, the person says, I'm going into the water and I'm not leaving, and their kavana is not to leave, so some posts can say, tahara didn't, didn't, didn't happen to this person. Because that's not what it's about. It's about going in and it's about coming out. <clears throat> it's one of the reasons I love Reb Chaim Kramer for many, many reasons. But one of his big things is you go to Uman and then you leave. You, you don't stay. You, you have to leave. No one should stay there. Yeah, it's an Indian. You have an Indian of a Chibur to the Tzaddik. But in that place, it's about getting out of there too. It's not going and staying there. It's about leaving. Rak ad kama shu nichnas like, the, like it says, that's pa- the, 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 the Ashrecha is that you went in and that you went out. Everyone, deep breath. This is Gevat. This is amazing. Right? What did he just say to us? It's not about living this all the time. There's no such world like this. That's, if that's what you think the, the point is, and then you start getting depressed the day after Yom Kippur, oh, I don't feel as connected as I was yesterday, you missed the whole point. That's not what Yom Kippur is about. Ma'ken. Okay, great. You told me what it isn't. Can you tell me what it actually is? That would be great. K'mo b'mashal, she'tvila l'rega kat bilvad maspika. This is so beautiful. Just like when it comes to dunking in a mikvah, it's really one moment of being fully immersed in the water, is maspik, in order to have a shame tahara on you. So to on Yom Kippur, a person has to reach a place that's called Rega Echad Shel Chayei Emet. This is the line I want you to take to your machzor. Add it. As if you didn't have enough in the machzor, we're adding another line. This is the line. And if you want to underline this line of this page, this is, this is the shear. Okay? This is the whole shear. I'm going to say it again. Beyom Kippur, Al-Adam-Le-Agiyah-Le-Rega-Echad Shel-Chayi-Emet 
It's true that Yom Kippur is 25 hours. But really, and the, and the, and, and the whole day is a mikvah. But tachlis, the point is to reach one moment of living a truthful life. Rega echad shel chaye emet. Rabbi Nachman says in Likutei Maharan, praiseworthy is the person that's able to once in his life say one word to God that is fully true and completely encompassing in a person's truth. So the, the, this Bilvavi is saying that that is what Yom Kippur, that, that is the goal of Tahara of Yom Kippur. The goal of reaching Yom Kippur is that just like with the mikvah, I go in for a second, but if I'm fully in it and I come out, even if it's for a moment, the din is tahor. That's the din. That's the halacha. So too, the way that Yom Kippur is activating me is if I have one moment on Yom Kippur that I'm living a life of emet. Now, what are you going to tell me? The rest of my life isn't emet? I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not saying that, but he's saying, he's kind of saying that. That's okay, that's how this whole design, that's how this whole game goes. Like, most of our lives, we're trying very, very, very hard to be authentic, to be real, to be good. And we read all the books and listen to all the podcasts that make us feel better, or they try to at least. But Yiddishkeit has a very simple Hagdara for living a life of Chaye Emet. And that is the Pasuk we quoted in the beginning. It's three words. Do you remember the three words we said before in the beginning of Shir? And that is the Hagdara, that's the title. Lifnei Hashem Titharu. Living Lifnei Hashem. The consciousness, the awareness, the acceptance the absorbing of the reality that I am standing before Hashem. When I do that, titaru. Ah. You're kosher. Allah. It worked. Lifnei Hashem titaru. That one, mo- that for some people, that one moment can be an hour. For some people, that one moment, for the tzaddikim, you see them in there. If you ever seen a, a real tzaddik daven shachris or musaf, uh, it says I, my friends that went to Gush told me about Rav Lichtenstein, the way he would stand musaf Rosh Hashanah. Hours and hours and hours and hours. beyond time. Lopo, they're not here. Lifnei Hashem. See, lifnei Hashem is beyond time and space. That's why it doesn't matter how long it is. It's beyond time. That one rega. Like we say about the Rebbeinu Shleim's concept of time, ke'elif shanim be'enecha kiyom etmol. We say in, in, in Tehillim, a thousand years in for us is like a blink of an eye for you that happened yesterday, Rebbeinu Shleim. That with, that's what it means to live in God's presence. Lifnei Hashem. When I have a moment of lifnei Hashem, that's like going into the mikvah for one second. But the all of me is in the mikvah. What's that? You know, and it's not for me to tell you. And it's not for anyone to tell you. It's yours. It, you're the balata bait over that moment. Can I add? No one. Wait, wait, one second. No one. No one can tell you. 
That's the beauty, in my opinion. That's the... That... I think this is one of the things the Baal Shem Tov brought to people, is saying, I know usually we're always looking for people to tell us, Alalach, Alalacha, Yistader. But to believe, like this is something we were learning yesterday in the Shir in the afternoon, is to believe, Be'emes La'amito, that no one can tell you if you were standing before Hashem other than you. No one. And you know it. No one can tell you. This is a moment that, that basically our whole Bria, the whole creation of us in this world is waiting. And all year long, we're waiting for us to meet Hashem in that place called Lifnei Hashem Tutaro. Our Kiyum our, our in this world for the rest of the year. I want you to think about this. You're going to need that moment of Lifnei Hashem. You're going to need it in November. You're going to need it in December. You're going to need it in Jan- You're going to need it throughout the whole year. It's the actual sustenance for the whole year. And no one can tell you exactly when that happens, but you have to trust yourself and to believe in the effect of the day itself, like you were saying before. In itzumo shaliyom mechaper, the day itself is a kapara. Why? I didn't decide that. Hashem decided that. I didn't. Chazal did not, Sanhedrin, Anshek Nestagdola didn't get together and say, we need a day where the effect of the day is that potent that it's just a cleansing. Man can't do that. That's only the Ribbon HaShleilam's decision. And when I'm tuned into that, I take advantage of the fact of right now, Lifnei Hashem Titaru. That I'm standing before Hashem and the Tahara is working out. And look, just the end of this paragraph, Umirega Echad Zeh, and from this one moment, Hu Yonek Et HaTahara. From that one moment, of acknowledging that I'm standing before Hashem. It's Hashem's world. And I'm put in the world that I'm standing before Hashem. I, I, uh, I draw out the actual purification that the day itself is saying, come and take. Come and take. This is it. Take advantage of it. Yeah. But you only notice it after the fact. There's some Rebbe, I don't want to misquote anybody. Um, you know, you, you are in this process and you get to it. By the time you notice you got to it, it's over. Am I wrong? In other words... Are you wrong? I'm not... Yes, you're wrong. Okay, so... No, no, no. What do you mean? No, but you know what I'm saying? In other words, I don't and want I know to discourage anybody, but if we feel it that way, is that, like, legitimate? So it's not... The, again, the Indian is, like we said before, it's about who you, who you are after you come out, right? Who you are after you come out of the mikvah is the tahara itself. So getting too caught up throughout Yom Kippur and saying, did it happen now? Did it happen now? Did it happen now? Not a good idea. So when I say you know, it's not that you know while it's happening. Your year knows, meaning the rest of your, who you are coming out of the mikvah, going into the sukkah, going into cheshvan, who you are as 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 a human being knows what kind of effect the day itself had. But I could prepare myself, like we're doing right now, to realize that's what this day is all about, to stand before Hashem. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more in detail in, in just a moment. Next paragraph. There is no other day of the year that we're told you have to act like Yom Kippur. There's no such day like this. 
חמשת העינויים של The Five Afflictions that are forbidden on us ביום כיפורים, במוצאי יום כיפור הותרו, על מוצאי יום כיפור, eating is קדוש ונורא. On Yom Kippur itself, it's Ayom Benora. It's horrible. It's the worst, right? If <clears throat> you're healthy, right? Of course. So these are not things, just like Chometz and Pesach, which is a very hard thing. We give eight days of drushas and drushas, seven days, drushas and drushas, drushas, how Chometz is the ego, the ego, the evil, the evil. Motzi Yom Kippur, I'm stuffing my ego. It's like the weirdest, you know, it's such a weird thing. It's just the way the world works. I don't know how this, Bemet, it's a, it's a very funny thing. But on Yom Kippur, can you imagine, like, on Yom Kippur, all day long, I'm saying, wow, this is how I want to be, how I want to be. Mm. And then you come out of Yom Kippur, and someone gives you a cup, of, a cup of water, and you say, this is not who I want to be. You didn't realize what Yom Kippur was. That's not, that wasn't Yom Kippur. Imken, gam midina anu ro'im, she'en chiyuv li she'er v'madregas Yom HaKippurim. והרי הוא בנקודה הפנימית, ודאי שאי אפשר להישאר מדרגת יום הקרובים כל השנה. It's true. So all year long, there's no Indian to stay in Yom Kippur. And he says, במוצאי יום כיפור עוברים לעולם המעשה. I go into the world of action, not the angel, angelic state, I'm in Yom Kippur. במוצאי יום כיפור, I'm going to the world of action. כפי שהובא בפוסקים, it's brought down in Mishnah Brura, in the halacha, שיש להתחיל מיד לבנות את הסוכה. There's an Indian to start working immediately with our hands, with our physicality that has now gone through a mikvah to, to get to work. Okay, now you can start comparing yourself while I'm building the sukkah. Wow, when I said Hashem Hu Elohim, that was so much higher than looking for nails or... The hammers are missing the, you know, having to redo certain beams. Nachon. That's, that's the reality we live in. <coughs> Sorry. Of course we can, but the, what he's trying to say is that as much as we could do that, it still wouldn't compare on a soul level, to that feeling of while you're in the water. It's, like a, it's such a game, it's such a human game. It's like, where, where Hashem is telling us, the way I set up the world is that I know you feel safest when you're in the water. But you'll see, you may, you'll probably drown if you stay in there. I know it seems that it's safest in here, right? No bothering, no one's bothering me. <clears throat> Surrounded by you, Hashem, Hashem, this and that. But you're, you're going to suffocate. So as much as we, as we put Kedusha into the actions after Yom Kippur, it's still, obviously, there's a part of me that says, I, I, I missed that moment when I looked around and there was such love in the room and when we were screaming Hashem Hu Elohim and we were certain that we could never do anything wrong again the rest of our life. I missed that. I miss feeling like I could never do wrong again. I miss that feeling. I miss that feeling that I could never, ever go off. Something I miss, said that it's an Indian, but Hashem says that, you'll get to that place on all of us, Bezrat Hashem, after a long, healthy life. <clears throat> we'll get there then, and that's not, that's not the game right now. So, what is it on us? So, he, he ends here, he says, Now, he goes on for three pages uh, describing, but it's really a repeat of what he said before. 
ברגע, ביום הכיפורים על האדם להגיע לרגע אחד של חיי אמת. I want to go back to that. ביום כיפור is about reaching a moment of living a life that's fully אמת. What is the most אמת thing in the world? What's the most real thing in the world? The מציאות of Hashem. Sorry, the, the מציאות means the reality, the existence of God. God is the most real thing in the world. Okay, so Vesad Dishmaya, let's try to unwrap what he, what, he's, what he says on those three pages, and, 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 and it, it really ties to the statement you made before. There's one, there's one day a year where there's no mechitzas between me and Hashem. No mechitzas, nothing. Nothing divides. That's why I can't stay in that place. It's too bright. It's too bright. I'll get completely blinded. There is one day Hashem says that I'm, it's like not really from the minion of days. It's like it's its own day. And on this day, I decided, I decided that I'm cleansing, I'm sprinkling water, purifying waters all of, <coughs> all, over all of you, and I'm cleaning all of you. I decided that. <laughs> Hashem decided that. You want to tell me that all year long Hashem puts mechitzas in front of me all the time? That I can't feel that Hashem is running the world? And that being close to Him isn't purifying? What kind of world is that? So the way we understand it is that what creates a mechitza between me and Hashem? And I know some of you are going to have uh, uh, P.T. Beis Yaakov D. right now. Okay? What? Mechila ba'at abayit? What, Mehmet, what is the thing that puts a mechitza between us and Hashem? But what is it? What is it called? Huh? And there's a, all those things, but what's a, what's, what's a word that we... Yes. What? Anavera. Achet. I know we've tried to reprogram ourselves here for God knows how many years to stop thinking like this. For one day I'm going to go back to that, Okay. What creates a mechitza? A mechitza. What's a mech- what creates that mechitza? And the mechitza is like, I'm, Hashem, where are you? You know, you know moving. What creates these things? The ego, nachon. The, the chataim that we do. The, the, the things we do wrong. Very simple. I'm talking pshat, pshat right now. The things that we know as Jewish people we shouldn't do. The things we know as human moral beings to do, that we do, or that we don't do. These are, these are things that create mechitzas. So we've done 30 days of trying to get those things in check. And no one's perfect. And no one conquered everything. No one. I don't care how confident you all feel right now. Baruch Hashem. No one, no one conquered everything. Then we have these extra nine days, ending off on this 10th day of tshuva, to keep on getting even deeper and deeper into a rhythm of returning back to a real pure state that never ever wanted to put up a mechitza ever in our lives. Tshuva is going back to a place of realizing that I never wanted to put up a mechitza ever in my life because it's the most unnatural thing for Yiddish and Neshama to do. It's the most unnatural thing in the world. And for 40 days, like Moshe Rabbeinu going up to get the Torah and like the Mabul, 40 days of 40 nights of a mikvah, of cleansing, it culminates in, hopefully, an awareness 
that the only state of really being, of living a life of emet, is living how I really want to be. And what's the, what defines me as the person that, how do I really want to live? I actually really want to live lifnei Hashem. That's how I want to live. That's what everyone, every one of us, that's how we really want to live. Hashem says, that is exactly the point of Rosh Chodesh El till now. That is why Moshe Rabbeinu came up to Har Sinai for 40 days. That's why I had to, for 40 days, wipe out the world because they got it all wrong about what they really want, what they think they really want. And the day of Yom Kippur itself is a day with no mechitzas, whether we realize it or not. And that, I think, is what, I, what, what, I, what, what you were saying. But it's to tie it into what we want, is like standing before God, living a moment of chaye emet, is, staying, is saying, hineni. Hineni. I am here, because this is what I really, really, really want. Now, alavai, we could stay in that place forever. Who wouldn't want to stay in that place forever? And it's almost like you have to forgive the Ribbon also for creating the world the way he did. Because it seems, that it goes against our nature. That Hashem, why, you make, why do you make it so hard? And, uh, and you could hear on Yom Kippur a different voice of Hashem saying to us, I knew every moment that you created a machitza that this was the last thing you wanted to do. I knew it. But until you knew that, that it's the last thing you wanted to do, it doesn't matter what I know, Hashem is saying. I'm God. <laughs> it ties into yesterday's shir. And Moshe Rabbeinu went up to get the Torah. The angels, the kichuk, the mekachagim angels, the prosecuting angels came and said to God, what's this guy that puts up mechitzas all the time, a human being, what's he doing up here? This place doesn't have mechitzas. You're going to give him the Torah? Why is there a human being that's coming up here to get the Torah? And what does God respond to the angels like we learned yesterday in the Shir? Nothing. He deflects the question to Moshe Rabbeinu. And he says, you answer. You answer the angels. So now I want to say that what was basically Moshe Rabbeinu's answer to the angels I think Moshe Rabbeinu's answer to the angels, based on what this is, is that do you think any of us want to put up any mechitza between us and Hashem? None of us want to. No one, no, no human being, no Jew wants to put up a mechitza between them and God. But God created us in a world that's very hard and very confusing. Very confusing. But he also gave us Yom Kippur. And then when does Moshe Rabbeinu come down with the Torah? On Yom Kippur. Our Torah, the second Luchas. Because this is, on Yom Kippur we discover who we really, really are. And even if it lasts for a moment, that discovering of what, who we really are and what we really want gives us the koach to do anything again, to do a whole other dance for a year, and yeah, putting up mechitzas, hopefully remembering, though, that's not really who I want, tearing them down throughout the year. With all the hard work I do during the year, there's one day where God says, it's like in Monopoly, when you get to that, you know, when you get to that, whatever that place is, uh, what's it called, that card? 
Right, but there it says, get out of jail for free. Here it's not really for free. I guess it's also happening for free. That's the Itzumo Shel Yom Mechaper. The day itself does it. But Hashem is saying, but I want you. I want you to not just get out of here for free. You're getting out of here. But I want you to, to, to own this moment and invite the moment of awareness and consciousness of this that I never wanted a Papa Mechitza. Because being close to you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is the only real life. It's the only real living. It's the only thing. All the mechitzas that I put up on the way are teaching me a lot of things. There are moments of emet through all the dances that I do. But there's no greater emet. There's no greater emet than when all the mechitzas fall down for one day. And there's just three words. And it's only three words. Lifnei Hashem titaru. But it's not about staying in there. It's about how do I go out into the world again. Because the shame, according to the din we learned, the tahara, the definition of tahara, plays no effect on you as a human being on Yom Kippur. The shame tahara plays an effect on you as a human being. The moment someone bothers you to come outside and say, Kiddush Levana, Motzei Yom Kippur, when all you want to do is go home and eat and drink. That's when the tahara gets, goes into effect. That's when the tahara goes into effect. That's when we have the choice. The mechitzot are, are what's allowing us to have free choice. On Yom Kippur, whether you're fasting, whether you're, you're in tefillah, when you're in it or not, it's happening. Mm-hmm. It's, it's happening. Choice. But then we go back to that place where we are, we're making the choice. Mm-hmm. We're actively mm-hmm. making but ourselves. even in the beyond choice, even on Yom Kippur, <clears throat> I have a choice to taste what's happening beyond my choice. And that, that's, the, that's what I want to make clear. It's happening anyway. It's true. Hashem exists right now, whether we feel it or not. But my Bechira is, a, and Hashem, the invitation is, come here, come taste for yourself. You answer the angels, the prosecuting angels. Come answer for yourself what's happening here anyway. Rega echad shel chayei emet. Rega echad shel chayei emet. None of us, none of us enjoy living a life with mechitzas. None of us. We all want, basically, the, the, the result of Yom Kippur. So I think that, you know, the perspective that the Bilvavi provides for us going into the Yom Kippur right now is something that is not a nice idea. I feel that it's vital. I think it's, in Hebrew, the word is nachutz, chiyuni. I don't think this is like, oh, I, this is a nice interpretation. I feel like the way he's describing Yom Kippur for us is almost giving humanity, human beings, a chance to really be excited about Yom Kippur and not be crazy nervous on Spilkas, whether, like he said in the beginning about, you know, the all of, the, is all of me in it or not? Because when that happens, the all of me is in it or not, I don't have Yom Kippur. Let's face it, I don't have Yom Kippur. I have a day of anxiety and of nausea and stress and I miss the whole point. Now when a person realizes that what they really want is to live a life without mechitzas before Hashem, and Hashem says that's so beautiful because that's what's happening right now. Lo hayu yamim tovim Israel, Kmo chamisha sa'be'av the Yom Kippur. Now it's not the tuba the shir, but now we can understand why there was the greatest simcha in the world. There was the greatest simcha on the calendar was Yom Kippur. 
because I realized what I really, really want, how I really, really want to live, and there was no distance between my ratzon and what is actually happening at that moment. You know, often we have good ratzonot, we have good ideas, we have good thoughts, we have good plans, but until I get there, the distance can dry out the passion. On Yom Kippur, I realize, I, I realize my holiest desire and my holiest passion and my most real ratzon to live is happening before my eyes. Because the day itself is mechaper. And the day itself provides me an address for all the destinations that I put into my soul and I put into my being. And that's why it's the greatest simcha in the world. Where I want to be is where I am. So I give us all a bracha to take advantage of, of these three powerful words, Lifnei Hashem Titaru, and that the Simcha of Yom Kippur should be everlasting throughout the whole year, and that the rest of the year is Yonik. It draws all its energy from the recognition of who I really want to be, where I really was, that it provides for me all the koach I need throughout the whole year to remember that, like to remember it, and remember, remember, whether you realize it or not, the tahara went into effect the second you chose life again and you came back into the world. It went into effect, whether you like it or not. Tahar. Ashrechem Yisrael. It's a big, big schus. And we should have a lot of atzlacha throughout the year learning Torahs that connect us to this Nakuda that we spoke about today. Okay.